Welcome to One Girl in All the World, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch podcast where we recap each episode in order and discuss. I'm Ashley, Buffy super fan. Kimmy, Buffy newbie. You can find us all major podcast apps, YouTube and Instagram with new episodes on Tuesdays. Okay, so we are back with season three, episode four, Beauty and the Beasts. This was a lot. Plural. There's a lot going on in this episode. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> yeah, so Beauty and the Beast originally aired on October 20th, 1998, written by Marty Noxon, which is good. There's a lot of good stuff about this, which makes sense that it was written by Marty Noxon, but there's some things I don't like about it, obviously. Yeah. Um, directed by James Whitmore Jr. And the synopsis is, when a Sunnydale high school high student is found savagely mauled in the woods, Willow fears that Oz in werewolf mode might somehow be responsible for the violent murder. Meanwhile, Buffy secretly discovers that Angel has returned after 100 years of hellish torture, and she suspects that he is the murderous culprit. Okay? So, yeah, lots to happen. So I like to kind of, like, I kind of related this a little bit to the last episode, Faith, Hope, and Trick, because it's Beauty and the Beasts, and there's, like, three beasts Mm, in, in the kind of, in the plot. So who's the beauty? Is it supposed to be Buffy? Or that, um... That I didn't give too much. Debbie? Okay. Debbie. I was like, I don't think I caught her name. I didn't give it too much thought on the, that part. But obviously, like, Oz, Angel, and Pete yep. are the beasts. Mm-hmm. We started out, like, kind of like a POV shot, like, through the woods. Kind of like steady cam moving through the woods. And we hear Willow initially reading a passage from Call of the Wild. So oh, that's okay. cool. Jack London's 1903 novel. I don't think uh, I read that. San Francisco's own. Did you Jack read that? No. I mean, I know who Jack London is, but I hadn't read Called the Wild. Um, and then it morphs into the library. Actually, it's Buffy reading it first. Sorry, I got it backwards. It's like, an over, like a voiceover. It's a voiceover, yeah. Buffy's reading first, and then we go to the library where Willow kind of takes over, and she's nearing it. She's actually reading out of the book. Yeah. Um, and we see that she's kind of babysitting. She's wolf-sitting Oz, because it's that time of the month. Come on, Oz, we know. We know. We're here for you, boy. Yeah. <clears throat> her for you for allies and every time she says rabbits in the, like the reading eyes like it was crazy it's like if we see said like chocolate you know <laughs> same kind of reaction if they put like a, if you should put like a chocolate after that cage we'd be like attacking it like a raptor so so yeah she's babysitting him and xander shows up this part's funny to there's babysit. Like little, yeah, there's like a little sheet hung up for privacy. And Sanders like, <laughs> Sanders like, wait, half, which half? And then Phyllis like, wouldn't you like to know? Because they're talking about, we know when Oz morphs back, he's going to, you know. Yeah, so she puts up like some, so Xander's going to watch uh, Oz for Willow because Willow's a test. He's like, no problem. Like, it's fine. I got my coffee. I got magazines, whatever. Oh, I also like before that even, we have to go back even further. When he he comes in and sees her, what she's reading, he's like, oh, yeah, aren't we reading the, the cliff notes of that for in English? And she's like, some of us are. <laughs> Did you guys have cliff notes in Canada? Uh, we have we have Cole's notes. Okay. Okay. The, right. The discount, Same diff. The, the generic version. cliff notes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, that, I thought that was funny that he's like, oh, are we reading the cliff notes for that? And, yeah, so she's kind of just giving Xander the rundown, like, here's the trank gun, he's, he's fed, like, don't say the word rabbits around him. <laughs> and um, she's like, she put the, like, towels up for privacy, like you said, and he's like, I can handle the odds, full Monty. 
And she's like, well, it's not for you. It's for me because I'm getting used to the half Monty. And that's when Xander says, you and Oz, which half? Wouldn't you like to know? He's getting a little protective. That was funny. Yeah. And basically the full moon is tomorrow. So, you know, it's uh, this is his first night. So he he turns the night before, the night of, and the night after. So the next night is when he's really like the most aggressive, I guess. And Xander isn't a very good babysitter because he falls asleep. He me he had no it wasn't even like he tried to and fell asleep. He immediately lays down and goes to sleep. Like that was his plan the whole time. Xander is very and like he can be a very irresponsible friend. <sighs> yeah. So in the graveyard, Faith and Buffy are patrolling and I, Faith is so funny. She's like, oh, talking about Scott. And she's like, oh, does it give you that down low tingle? And Buffy's like, well, yeah, well, like, wait, how low? <laughs> <laughs> like, she just, like, wants to know all the deets and, like, she's all the very dirt. She's sexual. She is. She's extremely, like, cool with that. Like, she's, she's very sex positive and, like, hey, I don't care. Talk about it. Like, there's no shying away from talking about sex. Yeah, which is good. And Buffy's kind of like, um... Yeah, let's calm down. Buffy's not that open, right? But she's saying she's really like Scott. So far, he hasn't turned into a Hellbeast, so it's going really well. They just had a couple yeah. of dates so far. So, and Faith is obviously very cynical about men, uh, that they're all Hellbeasts in some way. And, <laughs> like, even the ones say that say they like the English patient, which is, like, that really sad movie, obviously. <laughs> and uh, Buffy's, you know, he, well, well facing like, it's all about the chase for them. And the kind of cuts to a boy being chased in the woods and he gets attacked and he's screaming. And it's a POV again, kind of the same POV we got from the very first shot. Mm -hmm. So whatever that was, attacked a boy. We go to the credits and then we come back into the quad and Buffy, Willow, and Oz meet up with Scott. And it's cute. He's like, hi, Buffy, hi. That that was it. I just want to say hi. I just wanted to see you. It was, it was cute. It was adorable. And then his friends, Scott's friends, Pete okay. and Debbie, show up, okay, and they're obviously Pete a couple. And question mark. Yeah, Debbie. Got it. And they're obviously a couple. Yep. And Oz knows Debbie. They were in jazz band together, right. and he offers to give her some uh, uh, notes for a test, like for a final that he already took and everything. Mm-hmm. So they actually they know each other. And Buffy is has to say she has to go see Mr. Platt. So if you remember, one of the things that Buffy had to do as a stipulation to get back in school, was seeing, like, the school counselor. Right. So that is Mr. Platt. And when she brings that up that her it's a time for her appointment, Debbie says, oh, if I've had to go to him, and, like, oh, he's I so weird. Like he's I don't nice. like him. Yeah. So. Debbie Downer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's a Debbie Downer. And Buffy leaves, but she kisses Scott before she goes. <laughs> it's really cute. It is really cute. In the library, Oz and Willow walk in on Giles and Xander kind of having a panicked moment. Mm-hmm. And they're we don't know what they're talking about. We come like right into the, right in the middle of this conversation, right before Oz and Willow walk in. And he's like, did you check here? Did you check there? He's like, it, it didn't happen. Like, it, it's fine. It, it, it's not, you know, we, we don't know. They're panicking. They see Willow and Oz walk in. And he's like, oh, good morning. No need to panic. <laughs> Oz is like, poker, not your game. But he has to come clean that a student was mauled, found mauled. And it could be a werewolf. So they're yeah. very concerned that Oz so, possibly got out of his cage. Xander's all like, oh, I just rested my eyes. 
like whatever and he's like oh i don't see how oz could have possibly got out and he's like looking at the cage everything's all secure and then he looks over and sees the open window yeah the window in the cage is, is like cracked open so Jeez, xander get your yeah. stuff together and giles is pissed oh, at yeah. xander like he rarely like yells but he yells at xander in this moment so yeah they think though the answer to your question is who thinks that they murdered someone is oz so I said Willow. However, yeah. however, I would say that Willow thought Oz killed somebody. So I don't know if I was like a hundred percent wrong. True. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. No, no problem. Stretch. You can have it. <laughs> so Oz is like obviously everyone's obviously yeah. they're not freaking out, but internally they're freaking out. They're not externally yeah, freaking out. They're all like Ooh. They can't externally freak out because they don't want Oz to feel bad. Yeah, and they all they want to like really determined to prove that it wasn't him. That's how, that's how they're going down dealing with this. So Buffy goes to meet Mr. Mr. Platt. Platt. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was pleasantly surprised with this character. Mm -hmm. I was kind of expecting this to be more of a Principal Snyder type deal. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this guy's really cool. Um, I like how she comes in and she's like, Buffy Summers reporting for Sanity. Yeah, that was a great one. (laughs) Buffy Summers reporting for Sanity. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, she doesn't really want to open up to him. She doesn't want to talk about personal things with him. Yeah, um, I like how he kind of says any person claiming to be totally sane is either lying or not very bright, which is interesting. He's definitely meeting her where she's at. She's like, I don't want to be friends. He's like, you have friends for reasons like that that I don't need to be. I, I, they'll tell you what you want to hear. I just want to give you my opinion. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, he, you can tell he's very good at this. He yeah. has like a gift for this because he's like. He gets teenagers. Yeah, he's getting teenagers. He's meeting them where they're at and like just not letting them put up any excuses really. Every time they have an excuse, he's kind of just like. Or some kind of block, some kind of, like, barrier to him. He kind of just figures out how to get around it. Mm-hmm. So, but Buffy kind of opens up about why she ran away. She said that she was dating a guy. It went badly. Yeah, and it's funny because Mr. Platt is like, let me guess, he changed. And it's just so funny because, like, I, I've heard of this before. Like, this happens a lot. Like, women meet a guy and he seems like this person that, you know... Seems really great, and then like things continue, and then all of a sudden they just turn into this completely different person. And it's just so interesting how he like compares compares this to technically Buffy did go through this, but I mean, yeah, with Buffy, way. we're talking about something very extreme. We're not just talking yeah. about a personality change or someone that was trying to hide something about themselves and then just brought it forward later um, to be deceitful. And this was actually, you know, that's that's what the like meaning behind Angel losing his soul. Like, that is what it is. It's like you fall in love with somebody and then they, like, change. Yeah. Um, and that's that's really, like, what it's supposed to be. That, that's the relatable real-life thing that it's always, that there always yeah. is that bridge, the parallel, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, he's he's really good with her about, like, how she said she was still in love with him when he, like, turned bad and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that you have to try to get back to yourself. And she's like, well, what if you can't get back to yourself? And he's like, then you just... You're just loves love is your master and you're its dog. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah. don't. It's fine to be like lose yourself in love. Like people write songs about it. Like it, it yeah. happens. Like it's it, totally but it's normal. You can't stay lost. It's a thing. You so I think to, he said you have to get back to yourself. Yeah. So I think this is like right, right what Buffy needs to hear at this moment because she is in the process of moving on. Um. So I think this this does help her, even though we. Yeah. Now she's just she's having trouble letting go of this. Which mm-hmm. I mean, she's getting there. Yeah. She's getting there. Get the, get the ring back and everything. So in the library, Buffy meets up with everybody and they're all just kind of like solemnly sitting around. And she's like, I don't even want to know what's going on here. <laughs> this can't be good. 
Giles tells her that they think Oz uh, murdered a fellow student who Oz was actually friends with, or says he knew him. Mm. Um, and they're like, yeah, we're going to figure it out. Like, she's trying to keep everybody, like, calm. Uh, but Cordelia's not helping, saying, you know, that, like, oh, yeah, Oz is, like, going to gas killed somebody and ripped him to shreds or whatever. Yeah, she sucks. <laughs> and so they've now got to make a plan. So Buff going to patrol the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, Z- uh, Willow, Xander, and Cordelia are going to go to the morgue to check out the body to see if there's any kind of evidence for or against that it was a werewolf. Yep. And then Oz says that he needs, I mean, sorry, Giles says that he needs to go home and look at some books that he has at home. And who's going to watch Oz? Because remember, this is like the full, full moon tonight, the complete full moon. And Giles says we can get Faith to watch him. And Oz kind of takes this like, oh, now I need a a slayer to watch me. Like, Mm -hmm. you guys are overreacting, even though that's really the only person left. No, they just all sign the assignments. Yeah, like, that's really the only person left. Um, He gets upset, though. Yeah, as upset as Oz can get. Um, I mean, he, like, tells Willow, like, to get away from him. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. He's going to leave. And she's like, okay, well, you can't leave because the sun's going to set. So he just locks himself in the cage and he's, like, very, like, morose. And, uh... Tells her to, like, get away from the cage. It's going to happen soon. So it's very, it's sad. I feel bad for Oz. <clears throat> In the woods, Buffy patrols. She kind of sees something run through. The, we see, like, a flash of, like, skin. It runs through the, like, the foliage until she runs after it. And then she ends up they're colliding with each other. And she, he's uh-huh. like, it's Angel, who managed to find pants, Feral thankfully. Looking angel. Yeah, he managed to find some pants, though. Um, and yeah, she kind of is like, oh, angel. And he's like, he's like a chihuahua monster guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they kind of fight and scuffle a little bit before angel passes out. She knocks him down. Yeah. Yeah. She she knocks him out. So in the morgue, the Willow has her Scooby-Doo lunchbox, which is she's (laughs) collecting all of her stuff with. (laughs) And they are examining the body and... She doesn't seem phased at all with the body. Xander is really grossed out, and so is Cordelia. Cordelia's too, yeah. And I don't like how Cordelia's saying basically the same thing Xander says. He, like, really snaps at her. He's like, do you want to wait in the car? He's just, like, it's, I feel like it's different when they're, like, bantering with each other, but, like, she gives it as good as she gets. Yeah. But, like, she's just like, sorry. But, like, he's just. He's kind of a jerk. He's regressing for me at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I didn't like that. But uh, yeah, those two are really grossed out. Willow's just like focused on getting like looking at the nails. She's getting some hair trimmings, like just trying to gather any like samples or whatever she can find. The guy's like ripped to shreds, apparently. We don't get a great yeah, one. I mean, she does say the incise wounds could be from anything now. Mm-hmm. But it does seem like he was ripped apart by a big wild animal. And then when she gets everything, Willow just faints. Yeah. So obviously it did, it did catch up to her that it doesn't maybe not look good. Yeah. Yeah. So I put, so at the mansion... Buffy gets chains from Drusilla's, like, uh, little trunk. So you see her, like, swipe away what's on top. And Miss Edith is there with her little blindfold oh, on. I missed that. Swipes it away. And is, like, pulling out just a bunch of Drew's shit and finds these, like, chains. And she chains Angel up. Um, but, like, he can stand up, but he's chained at the hands above his head. Um, he's definitely, like, feral. Like you said. He's like a creature. Yeah. Not angel. And she sees the, like, burn mark of his body when the portal. Yeah, so she realizes, like, that's what happened. Yeah. 
that he came back out of the portal and it kind of that's how he was transported there. In the library, Buffy surprises Faith and says She's dancing around with Oh yeah. <laughs> and Buffy taps her and Faith just reacts and just back hands are kind of like well punches her, but like whatever I'm that sorry. punches Buffy's call like, like it's that. okay, I'm just bleeding internally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she clocks Buffy just because she startled her. And Buffy says, you know, go home. I'm just gonna I can't sleep. I'm gonna cram for my French exam, I think she says. Faith is like, cool, I'll go stake some things. And she takes she runs off to do her favorite <laughs> thing. So we see Buffy is doing research. She's getting up the the um card index the index what is In that called? Yeah. yeah. Card but what's catalog? the card, card catalog. catalog? There you go. She's putting out the card catalog and like starting to do some research while Oz is just hanging out. And then we see in the morning, Giles shows up and unlocks the door for Oz because he's already changed back. And then he sees Buffy sitting there or how trying to book to sleep. So Buffy doesn't get yelled at for sleeping on the job, but Xander does. <laughs> I did notice that. I didn't. Wow, good catch. Oh, like, I don't know how long Buffy's been sit- sleeping there. <laughs> He kind of sees what she's reading, and I'm sure she meant to put all the stuff away before he, morning, but she fell asleep. And it's like uh, books on demon dimensions and uh, the, uh, the like legend of Akafla. Like this is what she's looking up, and she's like, "Oh, Faith, Faith's crazy with her like reading habits." But he's like Buffy, because he knows. Yeah. And she's Buffy says that she has had a dream mm-hmm. that Angel came back. Yeah. That it was extremely vivid, and Jael says, "Do you think it was a prophecy?" She says, "No." But it got me thinking, like, what, how, if, could that ever happen? Like, could Angel ever come back? Yeah, and he's like, I mean, he's like, I had dreams about Jenny, too. Yeah. Um, but he's honest with her, and he says that, like, there's no record of anyone returning from the demon dimension once the gates close. Yeah. And then, like, he goes on to say, like, it would have been hundreds of years down there for them, mm-hmm. like, compared to however many days it was up in our dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like, it would have been torture. Um, and it would have been really hard to rem- to remain any sense of self. Yeah. And there's only two types of people that would come out of that. One who actually wants to get better and has maybe retained some sense of self. And then those who are just completely void of anything. Yeah. So basically we remember from Anne, that demon dimension, that's where they set up that kind of idea that the time moves differently. So yeah. So Angel, the, the dimension that Akafa leads to is like, yeah, about the same. Hundreds of years. So hundreds of years of torture have gone by for Angel. And yeah, she's like, well, what would he be like? And he said, basically like a monster, mm-hmm. a, a lost cause. And Giles says, there's two types of monsters. The one that can be redeemed or more importantly, wants to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. And then the one that is like void of humanity. It can't uh, reason to any uh, like love or logic or something along those lines. I, lo- I loved that line. That was actually my favorite line. I re- I'll read it properly when we get to the end because I, I wrote it down. Um, so she's like, ugh, not the news I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> the yep. bad news, but of course you can't say anything. Willow shows up with donuts. <laughs> and so she's been uh, she's been sitting there watching them make the donuts since the TV did that fuzzy thing or that snowy thing or whatever. Her research was inconclusive, she says. Yeah, and Buffy is really pushing her. Like, Buffy really wants to know, because she thinks it could be Angel, ripping people apart. Yep. Um, and she's really pushing for, like, what did it say? Like, what did you find? And Willow doesn't really have an answer. Yep. So in the cafeteria, Buffy's kind of, like, obviously dragging. And she goes to sit with Scott and Ooh. Debbie and Pete. 
wasn't a fan of a bit of this scene, I'll be honest. Um, she, I don't remember what she was eating, but it wasn't much or whatever. Like, she's just not really feeling it. And it was like all her, jellos. He calls her out on what she's eating. And she's like, oh, there's fruit in here. And he's like, yeah, that's a marshmallow. I'm not a fan of this. I don't think he should be doing that. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it really bothered me, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is funny when she sits her plate down. It's like all just jellos. <laughs> it's like green jello and red jello and everything. But uh, yeah, he does kind of like food please her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, my little takeaway. No, yeah. Um, uh, but she she says she likes <clears throat> flat at least. Yeah, she's kind of out of it. And Scott, after the food thing, is very sweet and says like, yeah, she look, yeah. she looks great, but I'm going to up that to amazing because uh, you didn't sleep well. And they start talking about Platt, and she's like, I kind of actually like him. Yep. And Debbie's like, yeah, I guess he's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, he's funny or whatever. And they start talking about how Scott says, you know, therapy could be a good thing. And then Pete's, like, stupid about it. They're just kind of, like, chit-chatting. And then, I'm not a huge fan of Pete. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Buffy's like, oh, you know what, I have to go. And she gets up and leaves. And they're kind of like, okay, Scott, good luck with that one, kind of. Well, didn't he say check out Scotty liking the... Manic depressive girl? Yeah, man- yeah. manic depressive chick. I was oh, like, yeah, that yeah. That didn't land. Pete, stop. <laughs> so at the mansion, Buffy tries to communicate with Angel. He looks so sad and pitiful. Yeah, he's kind of like a, a scared dog. Like, that's in the corner, like, shaking, like, like a mat, like, his, like, yeah. owner, like, hit him or something. Yeah. And she tries to touch him. When she touches him, he, like, freaks out and, like, tries to attack her. And yes. she jumps back. Yeah. So he's, um, obviously unstable. Yeah. So kind of, like, in the hallway slash maintenance room, uh, Debbie and Pete are gonna go in there and make out. Even though she really doesn't want to. He kind of, like... Talks her into it? Yeah. Talks her into going in there and making out. Yeah, yeah, kind of pressures her into it. And on the rack behind her, there's, like, a almost empty, like, jar, and there's, like, very neon green, like, stuff in the bottom. Mm -hmm. And he, it's funny, because at first, you really feel like Pete is concerned about her. Like, what did you do? Like, did you drink that? So I'm gonna be honest with you. As soon as he said that, I figured it out immediately what was gonna happen. Oh yeah, that's good. I don't know why, but I was just like, oh. Oh really? That's mm-hmm. good. That's yeah. great. Um, and she's like, no, of course I wouldn't. Like I wouldn't do that. I just poured it out. And then he gets angry. And then in Platt's office, Buffy comes in, and really like attempts. Opens up. <laughs> she opens up. up att- attempts to open up to Platt. Yeah, and he has his, like, his back so to her. So she's, scene. yeah, so she's ta- she's I kind mean, of she coming just, in. She really does finally, like, she's coming to terms with things and she's feeling a little more comfortable about, like, opening up and, like, getting her feelings out and, like, working through this. Yeah, and she's, like, he's the only one she can talk to because she yeah. can't tell Willow, she can't tell Giles that he's back. She's like, you know, they'll freak or they'll do something. So I think they would go there and kill him immediately. And she could trust him. And she's asking him for help. Yeah, she says she's scared. She's crying. It's really sad. And she, like, comes closer, and then she realizes something's not right. That his cigarette has burnt down all the way to, like, the bottom. And, like, the the ash is, like, mm-hmm. still sticking up on it. And then she sees that he has been, like, killed. He's yeah, been, mold. like, shredded up. Yeah. yeah. He's been mauled. Yeah. Back in the maintenance room, uh, Debbie says that she was trying to get rid of it to help him. Yep. To, to help Pete. Um, and he... Flips out and breaks the glass. Yeah, he breaks the glass and says, you know, I don't even need this stuff anymore. All I need, all it takes is, like, your grating voice. And then he, like, 
turns. Turns. Like, he, like, goes all crazy, and he turns into, like, it looks like if his muscle, if he just had, like, a face of muscles, kind of. Yeah, just, like, a creepy version of himself. Yeah. And very red and, like, muscly-looking face. And he, like, yeah, rages out, and he hits her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I'm, yeah, I'm all you have. And she's on the ground, like, she's bleeding, like, crying. Or was just saying, then he, like, he kind of calms down a bit. And he's like, you know, you shouldn't make me mad. You know what happens. And she, of course, forgives him. Wow, like, is this? is very interesting. It does play on abusive relationships. Oh, God, yeah. This is very cyclical for those types of relationships. Where, like, people, not just men, people can be abusive and just like get out of hand and then just be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And then the other person is just like, of course you didn't mean to do that. Of course you didn't mean to beat me. Um, and yeah. then just cause they and don't making, believe that somebody would do somebody making them res- do that. Making them responsible for their actions. Exactly. Making yep. the other person for your rage problems. Yep. Protecting, um, gaslighting, all the things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Debbie's kind of like, uh, you know, okay, it's all right. She's scared of him, obviously, she but definitely is, yeah. she does. But she still um, seems to love him in a way. Oh no, I think she does. Yeah, it's not healthy, so. but she does. In the library, they say Mister. They determined that Mister. Platt was killed during the day, so that means Oz is off the hook, and it also means Angel's <laughs> off the hook. Willow's like, yay! Yeah, yay! He was murdered during the day, <laughs> and um. So that means Angel's off the hook, too, though, because it, obviously they he can't have come in there during the daytime. So yep. who is it? Because that was like their first made. There was the major suspects. Dun, dun, dun. And they're like, where is Oz anyway? Like sun's going to set. It's like the last night. Mm-hmm. Um, the sun sets at 530. Uh, I meant to check and see if the sun set that day or like the day. So it would be like the day out, like the second day of this episode. But like October 21st or something. But I didn't end up checking it. Okay. Yeah, so. So in the quad, we see that Debbie runs to meet Oz to get those notes that he promised her in the beginning of the episode. And he notices a black eye. He notices she's shaken up and she's kind of like her hair, like is like kind of hiding something and he sees a black eye. She's like, I just fell. Into a doorknob. That's so interesting, the way that the bruise is on your face, that you could fall like that in that one specific mm-hmm. spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, and he touches her. He kind of, like, moves her hair away. All right, so he touches her. Mm-hmm. And we see Pete is watching and sees that. Yep. And he just says, if you, you know, if you want to talk, you know, I'm here. And she's yeah, like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. He's a good guy. Yeah. yeah, he is. I'm, I'm fine. And she runs off. So he's like, well, I have to go because I'm going to, to you know, I'm going to change and kill everybody if I do, if I don't get out of here. So at the library, they tell Oz that he's off the hook. He is relieved, obviously. It's during the day, monster. Yay! <laughs> Willow. It's off the hook. And they kind of figure out, like, the one link between Jeff, who is their, the student that was killed, and then Platt was that they both knew Debbie. So Oz says that Jeff and Debbie used to like mess around in jazz, jazz band, and that obviously we know Platt, Platt was seeing or Debbie was seeing Platt. So they think, oh well, I, he Oz says, I think Oz says, um, at this instar, I just saw, <laughs> I just saw Debbie out there with a black eye, mm-hmm. and like maybe she fought, maybe Platt fought back. She, Buffy says no, he was killed instantly because like his, his uh, he didn't even drop his cigarette. Yeah. So that leads them, Buffy, to maybe it's Pete because he's the boyfriend. Pete. The boyfriend. Yeah. So she's right on it. 
She's yep. right, right on it, Buffy is. In the locker room, Willow and Buffy go to talk to Debbie. Who's trying to put on concealer. Concealer, yeah. And I really did not like this, what Buffy says. She says, you know, the best way to, like, conceal that is don't get hit. Talk about some victim blaming. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't know how I felt about, like, I don't think I was as empathetic as I could have been before I read um, that Colleen Hoover book. Mm. It ends with that. It ends with actually showed me things in a very different light, and it's just... Like, I mean, I was empathetic before, but that just actually gave me a lot yeah. more empathy, even just to, like, people get in that situation, and you can't just get out. It's not that simple. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not just, yeah, don't get hit. It's not just as simple as that. So, yeah, yeah and it's almost like, and it's her telling her, like, it's your fault you got hit because you let it happen or something. Like, that is, that Buffy's... Yeah, it's not cool. Not, not on, not good there. I didn't like, I didn't like her saying that. Um, but she also says, like, a lot of, like, very stereotypical things that you would see in a lot of movies and shows and whatnot, and Lifetime movies, where she says it's not Pete's fault, that she makes him crazy. Look at me. It's me. I make him crazy. Yeah, it's my fault. You know, he just loves me too much, and he just, like, loses control. Okay. All right. Um, she considers helping them, because Buffy says, like, people are dying, and, like, yeah, and you tell me where he is serious. and what's going on. Um, she does consider helping, but she is scared for him. In the mansion, we see Angel has been, like, tugging on the, his, like, his shackles James. or whatever. Yeah. And we see, like, what it's attached to has been getting looser. A little bit. A few shots of it is getting looser. So, finally, he breaks free of that. And, uh-oh, he can mm-hmm. go off into the night now. <laughs> goes um, back to so the bathroom. to the bathroom first. Buffy's asking... What's her name again? Debbie. Mm-hmm. Debbie asks Beth, Debbie, why are you protecting him? Anyone who really loves you wouldn't do that to you. This is like a grim fairy tale, but two people are already dead. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we go to the library, and I think that's when she says, who's next? And then we see that it's Oz, perhaps. Oz is yeah. in the... Yeah, there you go. Good looking out. So Pete approaches Oz in the cage, because no one else is there, and says, like, oh, this no, why is, are you... This is a good scene, actually. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. From Oz's perspective, I thought it was kind of, they tried to make it a little lighter. Yeah, he's like, man, this is not a good time. Yeah. He's like, oh, not a good time when you put moves on Debbie. He's like, there were no moves or something. <laughs> no moves were had. Um, he's like, we talked, but there were no moves. That's and Because uh, Oz is like, something's going to happen that you probably don't believe. Yeah, you're not going to believe. And then, and then Pete changes. And then Oz is like, or maybe you will. <laughs> Like, obviously, there's something supernatural going on here, so... Pete just rips the cage open. Yeah, he rips the door right off, because he's going to kill Oz for looking at his property. <laughs> yeah, looking at his woman. Like a freaking caveman that he is. Um, And they he kind of start He pulls Oz out, and it's like just wailing on him, and then uh, Oz... Nah, Oz changes after that. Okay, yeah, he was... Pulls off the door and, like, grabs Oz. And obviously this Pete is, like, really strong when he's in this well, place. Then, yeah, so Scott's starting to beat Oz up and then, like... Scott! Comes... Scott would never. <laughs> Pete. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry, Pete. <laughs> Scott. Damn it. Sorry. He starts beating Oz up. And then Oz is noticing that the time is changing. And he's like, time's up. Rules change. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, now you've gone and done it, Pete. <laughs> Um, and we, Buffy is just, like, tired of talking to Debbie in the bathroom. And she's like, hey, I am, I am leaving. I have to find him. We're running out of time. Yeah. So then we go back to the library, and Oz changes. And so this is, like, a pretty intense fight. Because it's, like, 
this like souped up macho man yeah. slash caveman and a werewolf yeah. <laughs> fighting. Um, and they're really going at each other. And Buffy runs in, so does, uh, let's see, who runs in? Giles, Buffy, Faith, and Willow all run into the um, library because they hear, the, they hear, like, the scuffle. Mm. And Buffy grabs, Giles tells Buffy to grab the tranquilizer gun. She does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she goes like- to, yeah, she goes to shoot it. But Debbie, thinking, like, oh, God, like, you're going to hurt Pete, shoves, like, pushes her and so she misses and hits giles with the tranquilizer gun oh right bloody priceless and he just collapses (laughs) knock giles like well not knocking him but making him unconscious again always that was good poor giles he's like oh for freak's sake and he's as he's like knows it's happened and he's like knows he's gonna go under Uh, and buffy's like oh sorry oz takes off and so does pete so Willow and Faith go after Oz and Buffy tries to find Pete. Pete escapes through the out window and he leaves because him he's been in a fight with Oz. Has on a smear some blood. So like Buffy follows his trail with the, with the blood. Um but she just sees the window. And then we go to the maintenance room where um Debbie I think figures that's where Pete will go. Mm-hmm. She goes there, he's hiding, and she's so happy that he's okay. Cause she's like, he tried to shoot you. Did you see I stopped her? And he is like like not having it um and he basically attacks her yeah that's all we see at the moment yeah so Pete's talking to her before he attacks her he says you know i only started taking this stuff because i wanted to be the man that you wanted and all this and this is how you repay me and all this and then he like attacks her so in the hallway oz is running and Faith and Willow are running behind him. Faith they has the tranquilizer him. gun. Yeah. <clears throat> and Oz attacks Faith and basically she can't get the, the she can't shoot him because of that. And Willow is like, leave her alone or get off of her and pulls Oz's tail <laughs> and starts running. That way Oz will like chase her. Mm-hmm. And that way Faith can get the gun and tranks. Yeah, and and tranks um Trinks Oz, so he's been <laughs> subdued. <laughs> she like yanks his tail, and so he's like, and chases her. Um, in the maintenance room, Buffy comes in and finds uh, Debbie dead on the yeah. ground. So he did kill her. And Pete starts yelling, and Pete's he's still there. beating Buffy up, and he's like, "You're all the same." Jeez, this is like a lifetime movie. This is all that's the most stereotypical, <laughs> like abusive relationship lines, but. Yeah, he's beating her up, and then somebody comes in. So he's like, I feel like he's starting to get the upper hand on Buffy, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oof, he's like, he's strong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, somebody comes in. Yeah, so it's Angel, and he goes right for Pete, and they start struggling, and Angel still has like the chains around his yes. hands, yes. and he basically definitive. uses those to break Pete's neck. Yeah. And it kills him. Um, this was a creative kill, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And he's a vampire when he does it. Yeah, he's in vamp face. He changes back. So he changes to human face and kind of recognize we can tell he recognizes Buffy. Mm -hmm. Before he like there was no recognition, I wouldn't say, in his face or anything. And he says he like he's like Buffy. And then he just like falls and like hugs around her waist. Yeah. And he's crying. And he's crying and he just keeps saying her name. And she's like shocked. Shook. 
She is shook. She didn't know what to do. In the hallway at school, it's Buffy, Willow, Xander, and Cordelia are walking, and they're talking about, like, okay, like, so the words got out about Pete and Debbie, and there's all these rumors, because obviously they didn't say about the Jekyll and Hyde situation. Someone said he took all of his mom's birth control pills, he drank too much caffeine. Um, there's all the, and Willow, I mean, Cordelia's like, oh, Pete was bad? Where was I? Like, she oh my God, Cordelia. was off doing something. It was just interesting how they made a note that he started using the potion, but eventually he didn't even need it. Yeah, he just eventually... Yeah. Yeah, he, to be a macho. He thought Debbie was going to leave him, so he took the stuff to be, like, super macho. It's weak, but... It doesn't even make sense. It's stupid. But, uh, yeah, eventually he didn't need it anymore. It just became who he was. Yep. And Buffy sees Scott sitting alone, because those are his, like, two best friends. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, so she goes over to talk to him, and... He's like, you know, I know I've known them since before we started school, and like, I guess you never really know what's in someone's head. Like, yeah. you care about them, but you never really know. And she's kind of just sitting with them, and of course, she's thinking about Angel in this moment. And then we go to the mansion, and Buffy watches Angel like restlessly sleep, and we hear a little bit more of Call of the Wild, like um, more of it as read as a voiceover. I like at the yeah at the end part of the what she's reading is. She says something about retained his wildness and his wiliness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so she's just sitting there watching him, like, sleep fitfully, uh, Mm -hmm. wondering, like, what's going on in there, basically, like what Scott said. And what's what's to come next? Yeah. I don't know. Which is also what I'm wondering. (laughs) I wasn't expecting this. And that's the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. So at least maybe she'll be able to communicate with Angel next episode. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Because he hasn't been very... Communicative? Communicative. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's the end of the episode. Um, a lot of good things about it, and a lot of the things I didn't like, which were pretty easily discernible. But, so my favorite quote was when Giles says, There are two types of monsters. The first can be redeemed, or more importantly, wants to be redeemed. The second is void of humanity, cannot respond to reason or love. Yeah. I think that's like a really big... That could be a, one of the mottos for the show, I feel like. Yeah. Like, as we really start blurring good and evil and everything um i think that's a really good like sums up a lot of like different plots in the show so i liked that a lot and then my favorite scene actually was the first meeting with mr platt Hmm. when he's talking about you know love you can lose yourself in love and but you have to get back to yourself and uh makes a little bit of headway with her in that moment and she's like "Eh, maybe this guy isn't so bad um Yeah. yeah so that's the one i picked my favorite line was uh, when Giles says, all right, bloody priceless after being darted. I just, that was so funny to me. My runner up, like for my funny one, was when he's like, good morning, don't, don't need to panic. <laughs> <laughs> Giles, yeah, he's like, I think he's my favorite character. He's great. Uh, he's so, so great. He's so funny. And then, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I realized I didn't pick a favorite scene. I'm looking at my notes and I don't have any picked out. So I'm also going to pick that one. With Platt, um, just because, like I said, I said when we were going over it, like, that was just a whole pleasant surprise, this person that Mm -hmm. Buffy could kind of identify with, and he kind of, like, he seemed to actually understand what she was going through, even if he didn't understand the extent of it. Um, Yeah. It was, like, the first person that really, you know, truly tried to empathize and, like, figure things out with her, get a Mm -hmm. way to resolve this. Like, you know, it's okay to be where you're at, but let's keep trying to get out of it. Let's keep trying to work through it. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Of course, all the good teachers die. <laughs> Immediately. Where's Jenny? Uh, 
And I was, when I said that, like, of course, Jenny, but I was thinking of, like, uh, what's his name? The doctor, the, the like, science teacher that was, like, she, Buffy, like, you can get good grades and you can, like, show them, like, eat, make them eat that permanent record and stuff. And he was, like, really encouraging her. Dr. Gregory. Uh, okay, what so. Mistake rating? My mistake rating was 4.5. Okay. Because not only was Pete an asshole, but from a plot perspective, I feel like it was just, like, really forced to make it not Angel and not Oz. So I feel like they could have written some other way for it to be neither of them. But, like, it just came out of nowhere, and, like, there was no reason behind it. Like, what? Debbie doesn't seem like she'd be, like, be like, be more macho. Aren't you being a man? Or, or something that would actually, like, prompt uh, Pete to take this stuff. Um, I think this stuff was... I think this stuff was just Pete already just enhanced his. Yeah, but I just don't. I just don't get this the plot with those. I don't. I don't feel like there's evidence that any of this like works uh, plot wise. Like I think. I think that like of the three stories, like Angel, like the three beasts or whatever. I feel like Scott. I mean, I said Scott. Pete's and Debbie's like side of it was like just very weak story wise. Hmm. Okay. That's Not fair. only was it, like, unpleasant to watch because it's abuse, but, like, I think it just wasn't... It, it was, like, I feel like it was just, like, shoved in there. Shoved in there to make to make it so, like, Pete was the villain and not the other two because you don't want, obviously, Angel or Oz to kill somebody. So we need a third person and we're just going to shove Pete in there and make him, like, a crazy dude and, like, he's just going around shredding people up and killing people. I just feel like it was just, like, forced in there. Okay. Um that's fair. Um, and then I didn't like Xander's kind of attitude in this episode either. Um, I didn't like Buffy's victim blaming. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. know what? It works. Don't get hit. Like, okay, Buffy. Um, I loved the, how Oz and Willow dealt with the situation. Like, they had a few, like, moments where it got a little, like, tense you between did. them. Yeah. But they dealt with it really well. They're very adult about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And, okay, here's something, too. Like... Actually, I'll save this for the last. Um, Angel, like, kind of, like, recuperating is important because I think we're actually going to get some, like, communication next episode. So, like, mm-hmm. is he still him, really? What did he go through? Like, what, you know? Because I think maybe she thought that he would just be a feral animal and she was going to have to stake him or something. Like, have yep. put him down. I'd kill him again. Yeah, because he just... Jesus. Could a wild him? man. That could, like, kill a bunch of people. Now, the last thing I thought was notable... Buffy has this very, like, to us, but I think also would have been to Giles, a very obvious conversation about Angel coming back, asking a lot of questions. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't even remember, like, I don't think Giles has an inkling that Buffy is telling that it actually happened. But I feel like Giles would be like, did something happen? Because even well, when Buffy does way less, he knows. Before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, when she's hiding something, he knows. Yeah, like, he figured out that there was something more to the whole... Yeah. ...the castle thing anyway. Like, in the last episode. So, in this one, she's, like, bringing up this thing, asking a lot of questions about it, and then being like, no, it was his dream. I feel like Giles wouldn't have fallen for that. You know? I feel like he would be... Is there something happen? Something going on? Like, you know? Yeah. I feel like it doesn't really mix... To me, those two situations, like, he, he could read her so well, 
last episode and this episode he's like what is this a dream you know um so that that's bring a little like weird to me because those episodes obviously were back to back so uh yeah i think that was it yeah um, I gave it a 4.3. Um, I mean, I, you kind of highlighted a lot of everything. Um, I I didn't like a lot of what you said, too. Like, I didn't like the victim blaming. I didn't like the... Um, yeah, basically the victim blaming stuff. Um, I did like... Uh, I mean, I didn't like the storyline about abuse, obviously, but I did yeah. like the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. I like that little throwback to the yeah. classic there. I thought that was kind of cool. It was interesting. Um, like, I get what you're saying when they were just trying to, like, pigeonhole this whole storyline in there to make it not Oz or Angel. And I, I just feel like, I mean, they do try to do different monsters, demons, most episodes. So I guess they were just doing that again. Yeah, and I feel like... Keep it creative. I feel I like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde deserved better than that. Kind of like, yeah. they could have serviced that so- that that story better. Um and kind I of agree. just instead of just throwing it in there like that. So I feel like yeah. it's I do like the I do like that story and that idea and stuff, mm-hmm. but I feel like they, they could have justice. couldn't yeah, they didn't do it justice. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um I did like too how Buffy just was kind of even though she didn't open up to Giles, I liked how she was opening up to Platt, even though he didn't hear it. Um, <laughs> I liked how she started coming out of herself. Like just she is coming like she's coming back into herself again. So I, I liked seeing that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was good. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of faith in this episode. Not really. But that um, the one we did so, though, the scene yeah, with her great. punching Buffy I, was yeah, funny. She's hilarious. I do really like her. So I'm kind of curious um, how long she'll be around. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming she won't be around forever, but I don't know. So that just, this episode made me wonder about that just because she barely had a cameo. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Right. She's definitely yeah, so guest those, star at the moment. Those are my, those are my thoughts. Yeah. Like two thirds of it I really liked. And then like the other third I just thought yeah. was not good. Yeah. I agree. Um, so that's why I like knocked it down. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. So everybody's off the hook. Um, everybody's off the hook. All the Scoobies plus the Scooby adjacent people. Just Angel. <laughs> okay. Next episode. Homecoming. Are you ready? Oh, look at you. Already know the I title. I didn't watch it yet though. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how you were talking about like you just said a few minutes ago about like we don't know if Angel what like what's he gonna be like next episode. But I don't know. Maybe this title is my hint. Maybe it's Homecoming about Angel. I could be wrong, but I think mm. that's what it's about. Yeah, so the next episode is called Homecoming, as you already know. And your question is, two characters share their first kiss. Who are they? Wait, two characters share their first kiss? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it must be Buffy and Scott. We see that we saw them kiss in this episode. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Instead of just being like, okay. Kiss? Well, well, we don't know if it was their first kiss, but we saw them kiss. So that, that would have been their first kiss if it was their first kiss. Okay. So two characters share their first kiss is what you're saying. Then. Yes. Okay. Well, it's not Will and Oz, and it's not Buffy and Scott, apparently. It's not Xander and Cordelia. Faith and somebody? Faith and somebody. I don't I don't know who. She likes Giles. It's not Giles, but she does like Giles. That would be so inappropriate. <laughs> Okay, faith in somebody. I don't know. Okay. You're just going to go with faith in? Question mark. Person? Okay. 
I mean, I don't think it's going to be Angel. That would be pretty messed up. Mm. Okay. We will see. Okay. We'll see next week. Wait, right. so is it characters we've seen then? Is it characters we know? Yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right, you'll just have to watch and find out. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> On that note, so that wraps up Season 3, Episode 4, Beauty and the Beasts. Again, you can find us on all major podcast apps, YouTube and Instagram at One Girl All the World Pod. You can email us at onegirlpod at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back next week with Season 3, Episode 5, Homecoming. Slay you real soon. Bye. Bye.